Hey there, and welcome to the inaugural podcast of Finding Your Voice with me, your host, Heidi Scheller. I am so excited to be doing this project. I've been thinking about it for a while. I love the work that I teach for a living, and I have really wanted to share it in more ways than just the classroom, just to get the the information or the word out there about how great this work is and how it really can help people to express themselves in a more authentic way. So just to tell you a little bit about myself, since this is the first episode, I am a voice and speech teacher. I'm based here in Los Angeles, California. I teach at an acting school in Hollywood, and I also have a private practice where I teach students individually. And I've been teaching since about 1996-97. That's when I seriously started to train to teach the approach or the method that I teach, which is actually based on a book called Freeing the Natural Voice by a wonderful, amazing teacher named Kristen Linklater. And I actually came across her work as an actor. So I come from an acting background myself. And I was at an acting school in New York in the 90s. And my exposure to voice training at that point was was pretty limited in terms of how to work on your voice from a as a speaker, from a speaking point of view. I I had grown up acting and singing and had done a lot of singing my whole life. I sang in choirs and choruses. I always loved to sing. And I had actually done some singing training and done some uh, private singing lessons and that kind of thing. And that was my basic exposure to what voice training could be. So when I went into acting school, I didn't really have any concept that, that you could work on your voice as a speaker, that your speaking voice was something that you actually could train and develop and expand and make better. So, you know, when I first came into acting school, I was pretty ignorant and had a lot to learn. And that was where I first came across this work that I now teach. I had no idea at that point that I would ever be teaching it. But uh, my my experience with it as a student when I was an actor was was pretty profound as I learned this this body of work, which really simply once you learn it, becomes a kind of voice and physical body and and voice warm-up. This body and voice warm-up that I eventually learned through this this training that comes from Freeing the Natural Voice became a tool that I ended up using on a regular basis. And for me, it it had a very profound effect. I I really did feel... I was young when I first learned it, and um, young meaning in my 20s, my early 20s, and I found that... It really helped me to, f- to find my voice. That's the name of the podcast, Finding Your Voice. It really helped me to find my voice in a new way, in a way that I didn't really understand I could until that point. And I felt that after I started learning this work, I started to really express myself with a lot more clarity and a lot more authenticity. I started to understand my voice. I understood how my voice worked a lot more deeply. I began to expand my voice and develop it. And it became uh, an active and extremely useful tool for me as an actor, something that I actually, you know, I became very empowered by learning how to use my voice. But the great, the great thing about learning this work was that it had this incredible crossover into my actual life, because obviously 
we use our voices all the time. So, uh, you know, when you're an actor, it's something that you, you need to work on. But just being a person moving through life, ideally, I think most people probably want to be clear and be articulate and be expressive and speak authentically. And so I found that there was this wonderful crossover into my life as well and that I, I felt that I was expressing myself differently and that people regarded me differently and that I moved through my life in a more grounded way. So it was, it was a really incredible thing for me to discover back then as a student. And I, I eventually decided, you know, once I got out of school and started acting, I kind of stumbled into my teaching career initially um, by, I got asked to vocal coach a, a Shakespearean production, started working that way, and then ultimately, um, eventually be became more committed to the whole idea of teaching this work when I realized how amazing it was and that I had an aptitude for sharing it with other people and helping them with it as well and ultimately uh, trained professionally, spent a few years training professionally to teach this particular technique, uh, this Linklater technique or this Linklater method, um, the Linklater progression of the voice and I'm now what we call a designated Linklater voice teacher. I actually trained with the amazing amazing teacher that I mentioned before, Kristen Linklater, who wrote that book, as well as a bunch of master teachers who had also trained with her for many years and had been teaching for many years. And now I have been teaching myself, as I said, um, since about 1996, 97, around that time. I got designated or certified in 1998, so I've been teaching, exclusively teaching the Linklater technique since then. And I just have found that, as I said before, it's a very, very helpful and useful technique. And it's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot about it that you know, I'll get into as we move into more, more of these podcasts. Um, but on a very basic level, the work teaches us that we're all born with a perfect working voice. Everyone's born with about three and a half to four octaves in their speaking, in their natural speaking voice. And when we're first born, everything's working really, really perfectly. Um, as I talk about in my classes, babies don't tend to lose their voices. Babies are extremely expressive. They don't really have language, of course, when they're first born, but they certainly have sound. And when they're unhappy, when they have a need, they're hungry, they're wet, they need their diaper to be changed, they need to be held, they make a lot of noise. They'll scream, they'll cry, they'll make a ton of noise, and they can make a ton of noise for a very long time without any kind of vocal fatigue. So we know that everything's really working when we first start out. Um, what happens as we grow up and we're socialized and we move through life, unfortunately, is that what works so perfectly in the beginning, this wonderful set of survival instincts that tells us to just express ourselves freely, it starts to get interfered with by by society, by other influences that tell us it's not okay to just express ourselves in a huge way whenever we have a thought or feeling, but that we need to control our thoughts and feelings in order to be understood or in order to get what we need out of life. So we end up building a, a little arsenal of habits. Uh, these habits are tension habits. And most of us are walking around with a lot of these tension habits. These tension habits come in a lot of different forms. They come in the form of muscular tension. And these muscular tensions can be all over your body. They also 
show up in our breath. Most people walking around have some kind of form of breath control, whether they're holding their breath or controlling their breath or measuring their breath throughout the day. And so a lot of the fundamental aspects of this work are just kind of looking at how you tick, how you individually tick and where your tensions are showing up, where your blocks are coming up and how those blocks are actually blocking you from having the free and natural voice that you we're born with and that I'm sure most of us would like to have as we walk around and express ourselves in the world. So this, as I said before, this work is, it profoundly affected me. It had a profound shift and effect on my life. And now that I've been teaching it for so many years, I've had the incredible pleasure of seeing it do the same for other people. And one of the main inspirations for doing this podcast was the desire to start to talk to some of these really talented people that I've worked with. Now, by the way, I've taught, for the most part, I've taught actors because I teach at an acting school and also because the work I teach is obviously very effective for any kind of performer or actor. But just to put it out there, this work is great for anybody, and I do work with non-actors as well. I have worked with people in all kinds of different fields and uh, who just wanted to work on their voices and, like I said, become more expressive and more authentic in their voice. So while actors tend to be the majority of the people I've worked with, it really is effective for, um, can be effective for anybody. And I just wanted to have a chance to interview some of these people who I've worked with, some of these incredibly dynamic, talented people who have embraced the work and who have been affected by the work very similarly to me and just have a chance to talk to them and hear from them and see and hear from them about what effect it's had on them and how they use this work and how it's how they're using it in their lives and their careers. So I'm really excited about today's first inaugural podcast. Uh, we're going to be interviewing a wonderful actor and uh, person. His name is Cody Lindley. And Cody has been acting, uh, and we'll hear more from him, but I believe Cody's been acting since he was a child. And so he's kind of come up in acting since he was young and has only recently come to find the voice work in this past year and has really embraced it and has just really benefited enormously from the work, from what I've seen, and I'm really excited to hear from him and just to hear how how it's affected him and how he's using it, to just see how this work has helped him and benefited him in his career and in his process. So uh, we're going to hear from him in a moment, and I hope you enjoy the interview. Cody, welcome to the first, the inaugural podcast of Finding Your Voice. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to uh, get to talk to you. Um, So let's just have you um, tell a little bit about um, your background, where you're from. Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Louisville, Texas, which is in, in Dallas, and... A suburb of Dallas? Yes. Uh-huh. And, yeah, so I came from Texas, and I've been living out in California for the past seven years. And, um, and what, was your, um, what was your background in terms of, like, performance and acting? Did you start, you know, how young were you when you started, and how did you, how did you 
you know, get into the, the field of acting? Well, my older brother was an actor, and my mom is an acting coach. Her name's Catherine Sullivan, uh-huh. and she actually still teaches today in Texas. Wow. So I got to visit a movie set before I ever worked on one with my brother. So that was cool, and I think I just got the acting bug pretty early. Since everyone in my family was already doing it, I wanted to be a part of it. Um, And I did modeling when I was five and then started doing commercials and did a TV movie. And the first feature film I was in, I was eight years old. Wow, what was that? It was My Dog Skip with Kevin Bacon. Oh, sure. And Frankie, uh, Frankie Muniz, right? Yeah, yeah. So that was a great experience getting to work with animals and adults and uh, since then I've always it's always been my dream and I just keep on doing it so uh, you know did you did you really have awareness of like what was going on you know how big a deal it was when you were eight years old on your first movie set or was it just kind of like this is what everybody had been doing since you were since you were born yeah honestly uh, I'd had no idea I didn't, I didn't have a, an idea of how big of a deal it was. I think everyone was excited about meeting Kevin Bacon, and I didn't really even know who he was at that point. Right. But he was a very sweet guy and uh, a great role model for me. Uh-huh. But I think I, I lucked out because the first movie I was in was a pretty cool movie, and it, it was very professional. So, um, But now, looking back, I've done more projects since then, and I've it's just it's just crazy how time flies and and what you learn. Yeah. Did you um did you study acting as a kid or were you just did you just kind of just get thrown into working right away? Um I did I did a little bit. My mom, she was an acting coach and an acting assistant to a coach for years. So we actually had classes at our house. Mhm. Uh, and she also... Like scene study taught. classes or acting yeah, technique? We had, yeah, we had scene study. Mm-hmm. So she basically taught what she had learned and some of her uh, stuff that she had based her teachings off of were Oot Poggin. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's kind of the background of, of where your training comes from? Yep, yep. And since then, I've, I've worked with Howard Fine, who also teaches... Uh, Uta Hoggins method, so that's, yeah, that's that's where my acting roots are, I guess. And did you, once you started acting, uh, you know, after My Dog Skip, did you, did you just like, was it, did it just keep going? Like, did did you get work right away after that? Was it kind of like a consistent thing where you were then working through your childhood, or were there gaps, you know, between projects? Yeah, actually, there, there were gaps, and I did go to public school, mm-hmm. so it was weird because I would go to public school, and then I, around pilot season, I would go out to L.A. and audition for stuff once I was 10, but I booked a lot of work out of Texas, smaller roles in big films. I was in Miss Congeniality in the very first scene, mm-hmm. um, but it was crazy because I, I really did have pretty good luck. I got consistent work as a kid, and uh, and then when I was 17, I'm pretty sure I came out to L.A. 
auditioned for a bunch of different things, but I didn't have, you know, nothing came of it. But it was a good year for me because I learned a lot. I grew a lot, and I learned how to just keep on trying and keep on going. Just to just despite despite not booking or getting rejected, just to have the endurance to keep plugging away at it. Yes, definitely. And then, and then did something come through after that, after that year that when you came out here and nothing was going on for a little while? Yeah, yeah. I think that one of the biggest uh, life changers for me in my career is I booked a guest starring role on Hannah Montana, mm-hmm. and it ended up recurring, and I came back a total of 12 times through season one and four, through four. And that was was that kind of at the, during the height of the whole Hannah Montana craze. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it, it was. So what was that like? That must have been cr- kind of crazy. It was. It was. It was a little bit crazy, and there were people who were recognizing me, and people who were talking about how they got their daughter Hannah Montana socks and underwear for Christmas. <laughs> it was just so widespread, and it was almost a historical thing to be a part of now because so many people in their teens or in their younger age watched that show growing up and they relate to Miley's character and I played her boyfriend Mm -hmm. so sometimes people still see me and they get a little bit they they relate to me as that character as a boyfriend or so do people still are you still recognized from that show Yep, yeah, even tonight someone called me Jake, and then they said, Cody, is my, like Jake Ryan on the show. Uh-huh. Uh, so, it's just, I think it'll follow me around forever. Probably stay with you, but yeah, yeah just because, it, you know, I guess for a lot of, uh, especially I would think young girls, it's probably like, you know, the, like a very formative time when they were watching that, so they'll probably always connect you to that time in their life when they see you. Yeah, and that it's 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 it's, we, it's it's weird for me sometimes because I don't think of myself as a celebrity. I just think of myself as a regular dude, go grocery shopping, hang out with my buddies, mm-hmm. and that when things when that happens, it's just a reminder of the power of media and mm-hmm. and, and the movies and the magic that comes along with it. So yeah. I always try to be courteous and take photos or. Just give respect back. That's great. So, um, so let's talk about the voice work a little bit. So, um, you know, I I mentioned in my I did a little intro and I mentioned that um, you just came to it this year. So I'm I'm I'd love for you to uh, talk a little bit about what was the you know the the catalyst to you know to bring you into or to you know the desire to kind of bring you into studying voice work and and what led you in particular to you know to finding the Linklater voice work in particular a really good friend of mine found uh, well found you Heidi uh, on on the Linklater website he was a former student of Juilliard so he had all kinds of training and since this year, my goal was to recommit myself to acting and just study as much as I can 
it seemed that Linkletter was a missing puzzle piece to my training. Mm. And in what so way? Was, in what way did you feel? You know, what was it that you felt was missing in particular? Uh, I think that just connecting to my breath and my, um, in which deepened my emotional life, as well as working with my voice, and as far as more of a natural speaking voice, not a singing voice. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, since I've, since, uh, since I decided to practice and to to learn and to keep up with it, it, it really has been transformational and life changing. I honestly think I'll do it forever. That's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, before you actually came to um, to me and started working with me, you know, did you? How did you feel about your voice? Were you really aware of it, or did you did you feel like, you know, did you like it? Did you feel like you're you were blocked in any kind of way, or did you have any kind of particular um, goals in terms of, you know, what you wanted? You, in terms of how to express yeah. yourself through it? Yeah, I I think that I was aware of my voice, but that it was it, I did feel blocked. I think that I felt that there was more to what I wanted to say. And I've often been a bit of a quiet guy uh-huh. or shyer type of person, and I just figured that that would be how I was, and I think that since doing the link letter, it's given me more bravery just to say what's on my mind and to open up and in my everyday life, too. Yeah. Um, and it's made, it's made me feel more powerful with my voice as well. Yeah. Because I think that my voice was a little bit breathy or on the lighter side, mm-hmm. and now I can access a, uh, just a, a larger range in my whole voice. Yeah, I definitely I definitely agree with that. I mean, I, I know you and I have talked about, or I've, you know, commented to you before about how much more grounded you your, your voice is and how much grounded you, much more grounded you seem after we do the work together. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. It's, it's always fun. It's always, it's always fun working with you. I always feel better after doing the link letter warm up and 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 working in class with you it was was a blast and I'm coming back for voice three. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> um, so so now so now that you've um we you know uh, you've learned the the basic voice progression you've learned the all the elements of the warm up so you know the warm up and now you're starting to use it like you said you're it's probably a tool you'll hopefully be using for the long run um, how you know, since um, since you stopped taking class, I guess what you know, just about me about about a month ago. So you've kind of been doing it on your own now for about a month. Um, how 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 have you been feeling about it now? Like, and and how have you been able to use it? Um, you know, in in I'm I'm actually interested to hear in both your career specifically, but also just in your life as well. Like, how is the how is the warm up kind of coming into your life and helping you or benefiting you? The, the warm-up's been benefiting me in my my everyday life, and and it's it's just basic. It's my everyday ritual. I just do it every day. Do it every morning, 
I think, as you said, it helps me feel more grounded. Uh, I have a lot of energy, and I think that it helps me channel the energy and focus so that when I'm out in public and doing stuff, I just feel more centered and less uh, all over the place, less likely to want to act out and be a little bit goofy or just do strange things, but just be in my body and focus and 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 do what I need to do. So the warm-up in the morning helps me throughout the entire day. How long a warm-up have you been doing in the mornings? Does it vary or? Well, yeah, it does vary. Uh, sometimes it's, I do 35 minutes. I'll do the long warm-up from the CD. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll do the short warm-ups, which that's is only about 15 minutes. Right. But generally I get at least about 20 minutes mm-hmm. so that I can lay on the ground I can do some humming and the whole deal. Yeah. Yeah, and it's great that, you know, it's, it is really the, as you know, I know you've heard me say it, but, the, you know, it's the consistency. It's like kind of like going to the voice gym. You know, the more regularly you do it, the more you kind of just start to feel it operating and, you know, kind of benefiting, you know, how you, how you move through your life and how you express yourself on a regular basis, you know, just from that regularity yeah. of doing it which is really great yeah. that you're that you're kind of keeping it up. And and have you been able to um, use it, you know, before any auditions or before any um, acting work that you've been doing lately? Yes, 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 I have. I, I do. And, and you know what's crazy is I went to this casting director's, uh, it was a work session before I had a director's and producer session, and I just went to the bathroom. And I could hear someone in the ladies' room going, um, <laughs> and it, it just cracked me up because it reminded me of myself so much. And so then I did a little hum, a couple hums with her. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> that was it was our own, and I didn't know where she was, so that was just funny. But yeah, I, I use it. And in fact, usually I don't make noise in the bathroom, but when I go places, I'll do some stretches. I'll do some of the warm up. Or I'll do it at home, mm-hmm. and and there's different breathing that you learn in the link letter class that can it's just connecting to your breath too. I feel more more connected, more confident in a way. Yeah. Because I I'm I know that I'm I know I know where my breath is. I'm not uh, focused on on something else. Yeah, and it allows you to kind of, you know, if when when you're feeling the nerves, you know, um, any any of the kind of general nervousness or stuff that might come up in those scenarios, which is completely natural. It's like it, right. it just allows you to have that energy moving through you without blocking you because you're you're actually breathing, you know, while the nerves are there. So it's like the nervous stuff just becomes energy that will hopefully help you in your, you know, in your audition. Exactly. So um, I'd love to hear a little bit about um, any of your latest projects. I know you have um, a film that is going around right now. I I, I know it might be coming up for distribution, and it's um, out on the festival circuit. So I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about that and anything else you're working on that you want to share. Okay. Yeah. Uh, last April, I was in a movie called Hoovy, and it's coming out 
in just a few months, in February of 2015. Oh, great. So, it, so it's going to have um, some oh, national distribution? Oh, it's, it's going to be released first through Echo Light Cinemas, which is a very private, private theatrical re release. But then they're, they're hoping to gain a little buzz and get some more uh, distribution opportunities. And then I think April, it could go for a, a theatrical release. And, w and what's it about? Oh, it's about, uh, it's, it's based on a true story about a guy named Eric Hoovey. Um, they call him Hoovey because he got his arm stuck in a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> and he got cancer, and he had to learn how to walk, talk, see straight, and play basketball again. And with the support of his family, he's able to lead his high school basketball team to the championships. Wow. And you're, you're playing Hoovy. Yeah, I got to play Hoovy, which was amazing. And I met the real family, and Patrick Warburton played my dad, and Lauren Hawley's in it as my mom. Wow, that's great. And it's got a really cool cast. So I got to see the movie, and it turned out pretty good. And at Sunscreen Film Festival, it won the best film so that was a cool... Wow, uh, that's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you so much. That must have been uh, really challenging to play that, that trans... So, I mean, it sounds like... I'm, I'm assume, I don't, haven't seen it yet. I'm looking forward to it. But um, it sounds like we get to see the, the transformation of, like, of your character, you know, when he's pre-cancer pre and then, like, going through what he goes through and then kind of coming back from it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a whole progression, and I was a little bit nervous going into it, but the whole team and everybody supported me. And, you know, I get to walk with a cane, I got to ride a horse, got to play basketball on a farm, wow. and we filmed it back in Texas, so I even got to see my family on the weekends. So did, it was really Did you have to do a lot of research for yeah. it to kind of figure out the, yeah. the physicality and the, the physical process of, of what of what he went through? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I Luckily, since he was on set for a mm -hmm. few days, I did get to ask him some burning questions, and his parents were on set, that, and they would tell me, oh, don't turn your head too far because the scar down the back of your head, that would hurt too much at that, at that moment of time. Mm. But, yeah, I tried to be thorough and do some detective work and figure out what happens in that type of scenario because I didn't want it to come across cheesy. Right. Because I've never had cancer. So I, it was actually. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, well, it sounds, it sounds like a really interesting, I mean, it's, it's amazing that it's a true story, but I mean, it sounds like a really interesting film and, um, and, insp and really inspirational too. I mean, the story sounds very inspirational. Yeah, that's that's the main thing I want people to take away from the movie is that if there's ever an obstacle in your life, you can overcome it. So it's definitely an inspirational story, and it's about battling cancer. It's about basketball. It's about family. Mm -hmm. So it's a good 
it's a good movie for the whole family. So where can people look out for it? Just kind of, um, is there like a website or um, a place to kind of keep our eyes open for, work, for it, you know, distribution? Yeah. yeah, there is a Facebook, which is Whovie the Movie. Whovie the you Movie, so it's H-O-O-V-E-Y. Yeah, or you can just go to my Facebook, which is the Cody Lindley. Oh, oh. Facebook.com forward slash the Cody Lindley. Okay, I'll great. Put up any future release information. I think there's definitely a trailer out, so you can check that out get too. A yeah. yeah. Um, great, and I guess that's where people people can also check out that Facebook page if they want to just see what else you're up to currently or check out your current projects. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Follow me or like like, like me on Facebook. <laughs> and then I'm at Cody Lindley Seven on Twitter. Had to put had to plug that too. Great, yeah. Um, all right, fantastic. Um, well, this has been so much fun, and I'm so um, so grateful that you were uh, willing to chat with me about yourself and your experience with this voice work and just what's going on for you. Um, it's been really great hearing about everything definitely no i'm it's i'm grateful that that we found each other and that we were able to do this because the the voice work that you've led me through is is, has helped me i'm so glad and um, i'll look forward to um having you uh back in another class (laughs) all right definitely all right thanks cody okay thank you heidi well that was great Wasn't Cody amazing? Such a great guy and a really talented actor. I'm really looking forward to seeing his movie and just seeing what else is in store for him in the near future. Um, If you want to check more out about Cody Lindley, his website is thecodylindley.com. His name is spelled C-O-D-Y-L-I-N-L-E-Y, thecodylindley.com. Or you can check out his Facebook uh, page which is facebook.com slash the Cody Lindley and his Twitter handle is at Cody Lindley 7. If you're interested in finding out more about the voice work we've been talking about, you can check out my website which is www.heidisheller.com. My name is spelled H E I D I. S-C-H-E-L-L-E-R, HeidiScheller.com, has information about me and the work we've been talking about in today's podcast and uh, way, a way to contact me if you're so inclined. So that's all for today's episode. I'll look forward to next time. Please tune in when we'll be hearing from somebody else who is finding their voice.